0: You're listening to the Comic Book Informer podcast with Vince and Raj, a podcast for everyone from comic nerds to comic noobs. You know who you are. Now here's your host, Vince.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to issue 187 of the Comic Book Informer coming to you on October 7th. Finally back on schedule. And how much do you hate me, Roger? You're assuming I read it all.
0: <laughs> I'm assuming that's what you're talking about. Uh, yes. I didn't read it all. I read some of it, but not all of it.
1: Okay, fair it was enough. was
0: stupid. Can we agree on that at least?
1: All right, well, moving on to what we're reading. <laughs> Well, we're covering uh, some of the new stuff that's been going on in Marvel lately, and we're starting off with the Time Runs Out. I don't know. It's not an event, but it's what they're calling the stuff that's going on in Avengers right now, where in both Avengers and New Avengers, they're jumping eight months ahead. So basically, as they've said, once the rest of the Marvel Universe gets around to April, then... This is where the stories will be. So this is pretty much like the stuff that we're going to be seeing happening in Axis and whatnot. And they're showing us the fallout before any of the stuff actually happens. On one hand, I'm kind of iffy with this because, you know, you don't put the end at the beginning. It doesn't always work. But on the other hand, having seen this, I'm now really interested to see how things get this bad.
0: Okay. let's see. See, this is what I was referring to when I was saying it was terrible, although it's really not all that great. Now, I have not been reading this. I've been putting this event off, and I'll read it all in one shot later on. So I've been putting it off. So you gave me these issues to read, and it's like— Well,
1: these issues were reasonable starting points if you haven't. You think?
0: I I would hope so. No. For you, maybe. Most of them, yes. However, the uh, one—which one was it? Um, just a vendors number 35 was not this was not in any way shape or form
1: clear i'm using Uh, air quotes for the record i'm just as lost as you are for that though i said they're jumping ahead in the timeline we don't know what has happened before this issue
0: okay but i would have thought that there'd be some form of you know foreshadowing here or that that all the issues beforehand would make some sense out of this i'm just saying that Reading these, have read none of this event. I, I,
1: I, I can give you, yeah, some of the smaller developments that I'm, I'm sure we'll come back around to in a second. Yeah,
0: not clear at all, at all. And I didn't like it as a, a, a means of telling the story either. I really did not like it. So it I, was.
1: I won't disagree with you.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, I. I really didn't like it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, starting with uh, Avengers number 35, written by Jonathan Hickman and 11 different artists were used on this issue. So in the interest of time, I'm not going to rattle off all their names. But yeah, there's a there's a lot of uh, varying art going on here. And this is (laughs) this is apparently becoming the way to tell your comics of just as we talked about last week, splitting everybody up and telling a bunch of disjointed stories and hoping it's all going to come together in the end because we have we're picking up multiple threads and like I said, there's very little establishing this. We're picking this up running and as readers, we kind of have to catch up. Uh, The main ones that we have picking up here is we have uh, God, what's his name? Cannonball (laughs) and uh, Smasher. They're living off in the Shi'ar Empire and yeah, uh, over the course of the previous 30-some issues, they developed a relationship because as you see here, they're now married and have a kid, but You have the conversation with him and Sunspot that we know there's some reason why they left Earth. And this is just part of that mystery they're building of, okay, what happened to get to this point? But in and of itself, that little story wasn't terribly interesting. At all.
0: I'm not going to say anything else. It was really not at all. And it was once again – something that having not read the other ones, whether or not people who've been reading all along will be able to make sense of it. When you are reading something at a, I don't want to say at a starting point, but you know, you're, you're starting on an issue partway through. It can't be this way out in left field that you feel like, what's the point of continuing? I've either missed so much or it's that disjointed that it's not worth reading.
1: Said, and as someone who has read the previous 34 issues, I'm feeling just as isolated as you are in this front. Yeah, see for so, me,
0: and, and we like Hickman a lot. And I do like his big stories as well. But I mean... This is taking his way of doing stories where it doesn't always make sense until the end to a whole new
1: level, and I don't approve. Uh, We also touch in with Starbrand and Nightmask off doing their thing. Apparently, they're getting younger, whatever. We have the bit with Hyperion and Thor and this is something that you won't appreciate as much as I have because the relationship between these two characters has really deepened over the the course of the previous issues. You know, a a definite friendship and camaraderie there. But this is also the disappointment of being – keeping up with the news cycle and knowing Marvel's storylines months in advance because this is the real first storyline reveal of – thor losing the hammer and i can kind of look at it from the outside as going okay this should have been a much bigger scene than it actually was because pretty much everybody knew what was happening months before it happened it's really disappointing to me and you don't care
0: (laughs) (laughs) again i was lost for all Mm -hmm. of this And it was either snippets that not only was I lost, but I couldn't be bothered to care. And I'm not just talking about this one. I'm talking about all of them. Or I was lost and in so much as what I was reading, knowing that I hadn't read everything beforehand, it didn't quite make sense either. Uh, We'll go into some of that later when we're talking about some of the other issues. But I mean, it just, it was either... I really don't care what's going on. I certainly don't get what's going on. And some of it just plain doesn't make sense.
1: Right. And then the, the big storyline uh, that they touch on here is Amadeus Cho breaks into uh, a S.H.I.E.L.D. base that we come to find out S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Avengers are, well, the Avengers are essentially working for S.H.I.E.L.D. at this point. I do have to say I really like the Captain Marvel S.H.I.E.L.D. color uniform like i don't know it was just well, something they're all black small. and white yeah the the black and gray it was a really cool look for her
0: yeah but is this an alternate universe or is this regular canon this is canon? 8 months in the future <laughs> see that makes no sense either when you're looking at this anyway whatever
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> stuff goes down yeah we see uh he's stopped by Captain Marvel, Hawkeye and a fleet of war machine drones and he's questioned by the new director of S.H.I.E.L.D., one Sue Richards, who wants to know where her husband and the rest of the Illuminati are. He said, So this is all over the place, basically setting up a whole bunch of you missed really important stuff. Make sure you read all the other comics we're publishing. And they said as a concept, I'm not against it. But the execution is that even as someone who has read all the previous issues, it. It was really kind of disorienting for me. I can only imagine how bad it was for you.
0: The other thing, too, is and this is we've, we've touched on this before, but never to really explain the downside of them putting out so many comics now where it's not a monthly run, but it's either a weekly or bi-weekly in some cases. And so you have a lot more to read, which means you have a lot more to buy, which means your budget is still is either going to grow for for comics, which is what they're hoping. But the reality is we still only have so much disposable income. So we wind up having to cut back and we either miss issues or we miss tie-ins or we don't get all of the 47 goddamn avenger titles so you wind up missing a lot of things and when you're looking at an event of this magnitude you miss anything and you're lost and so that has a huge bearing
1: on this mm-hmm. all right moving over to the new avenger side before we get to the specific time runs out issue um I also had you read the previous issue before that of issue 23. I talked about that on what we're reading a few weeks back. Uh, so like I said, without getting too in-depth into that issue, I, I just kind of wanted to give you at least a small starting point before we went into issue 24. What What'd you think of that one? I
0: – again, I didn't like it. It's not like I was like, oh my god, this is absolutely terrible for this one. But I wasn't crazy about it. It was very – very cliched in terms of what you can expect from them. And for some, of course, I was lost and had no clue. Okay, well, where the hell are we? What's going on? And, uh, but some of it just felt so like, I mean, there were some good lines here and there. Like when Beast is talking to his younger self, there were yeah. a couple of good lines, but there's also some like you're going, yeah, I kind of expected you'd write something like that. So there was different things that, me again, meh. Black Panther going to see Storm again and you're going like come on. The, the Reed needing to see Val and especially Doom's conversation with Susan, asking her, like, does this worry you as much as it worries me? Kind of thing. That was a good that was that was quite good. I, I enjoyed those that scene quite a bit actually. But overall meh.
1: Yeah, of course Hickman's going to write a great Fantastic Four scene. But yeah, I also agree uh, Beast was the other standout uh, bit from this issue. But like I said, it was just more of just kind of give you a brief catch up because they like said they have that huge reveal at the end with uh, Namor and the Cabal essentially taking over the whole destruction of – alternate Earths thing that's been going on in New Avengers. So I didn't want that to catch you completely by surprise before we jump into issue 24.
0: Okay, here's the thing though now and again, not having read it is it alternate universes crashing into each other or just Earth?
1: It's alternate universes but Earth is the convergence point. Okay.
0: Because I'm reading this thinking it's only Earths that are crashing into each other and so it didn't really make sense that you'd get Thanos and crew coming to protect this
1: earth. Well, and, and again, this is this is stuff you've missed. These are kind of prisoners that the Avengers have been collecting over the past couple of years.
0: Okay, but the other thing too though is again he sends them off to go rampage various earths and they're just killing everybody off. What's the point? What what is that gonna accomplish? Like, they they got a machine that can just destroy a planet. How is going and raising a city and killing Xavier have anything to do with saving their Earth?
1: Because they have to get to the other Earth to plant the weapon. Okay. And they're going to meet with resistance along the way. Fair enough. All right. All right. And then, of course, that jumps us into issue 24, Uh, again, written by Hickman, art by Valerio Schietti, Frank Martin, and David Curiel. And here we have Namor visiting Doctor Doom because... As we see, the the other assembled members of the Cabal being uh, Thanos, a couple of his lieutenants, Black Swan, Terax, and Maximus, Black Bolt's brother. A- a- as we said, he's recruited them to help him stop these incursions by destroying the other Earths. And as he comes to find out, he made some bad decisions because they're enjoying this too much. They're basically outside of his control. Namor did this from you know the the regal thinking of well this is what i have to do to save my world and my people and he's just found himself completely over his head which as a concept anytime namor has to ask somebody for help i love it because (laughs) well namor (laughs) and again since it's hickman great doom absolutely perfect doom
0: yeah yeah doom was great at that table i thought that the stuff with namor frankly wasn't It didn't come off as the character of Neymar. even though he's been through a lot, as you can see, and he talks about it. It doesn't feel genuine to the character at all.
1: I'm willing to give that as, you know, the the weight of what's happened, because prior to this, Hickman has written an awesome Namor, too, of just that jerk, smug guy you want to hate. He's written a perfect Namor prior to this point, so I don't know if he just kind of lost it or if this is just his particular interpretation
0: yeah
1: but of course again perfect doom of doom would be perfectly happy to help namor if he'd asked him first Mm. (laughs) great stuff we also have the stuff going on with black panther and his sister again kind of out of nowhere because we still don't know nowhere (laughs) (laughs) this was like i'm reading this going what the hell is going on here because they haven't given us any sort of fixed point with the Illuminati over the course of two issues now. We know that Shield is looking for them. Cho is somehow involved. They're out somewhere. Tony Stark might be around. Like, there's just way too many question marks at this point. And I understand you want to create a mystery of okay, what happened? But we need a f- some sort of you know solid ground to to fix ourselves on and at this point it's just everywhere
0: this is i, I i've gone back to this before when explaining about other comics and, and things like that where this made sense in hickman's mind mm-hmm. but he did not portray it in such a way as to make it make sense for the readers because it doesn't
1: mm-hmm. and like i said it may all come together into a glorious you know gift-wrapped present at the end. But if you don't grab people with your starting point, it really isn't going to matter.
0: This does not make me want to read this event. I'll put it plainly. does not make me want to read this
1: at all. I have been reading it, and it's kind of throwing me yeah. off. So, yeah, it just it's not successful. And then I made you read, Thor. Hmm. In my defense, you said you were interested... And seeing how things worked out with the new Thor, I was. Okay. But that
0: doesn't excuse the last issue of the regular run, number twenty-five.
1: I, just, I, I threw that in there.
0: Why? Because you can't possibly think that was good. I don't. Okay. So you made me read crap just because it's Thor, and you can do that. Well, haha, and you, I didn't read at all. <laughs>
1: Did you at least read the end part? I
0: read, of course, the end part and I read the starting. Again,
1: this is just like we talked about with the Avengers issue where this would have been a much better read if we didn't already know how it was going to end, in my opinion. well, yeah, I I liked the way they, they did the reveal of, hey, there's a new Thor. If we hadn't already known, people would have been talking about this nonstop since it came out.
0: Yeah. I just didn't like the little vignettes kind of thing. I read the yeah, first one.
1: I in and of themselves, like yeah, the the Malachith one, it wasn't bad. It's just it was very average in, in my opinion.
0: I, and I didn't even read the second one. I saw that that's what it was going on. It was like nope, don't need to read it. Skip yeah. to the end. Second one had cool art though. Mm, I wasn't as thrilled with it actually. It right. kind of felt like it was again the type of art that you see. From a young, not as experienced artist. I'm not saying that's what that is, but I'm just saying that's the impression I got looking at it. I enjoyed it, but that's how art works sometimes. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, uh, overall, I I don't like the way they structured the last issue, but still, I I did like the last couple pages at the very least. But that leads us into the new Thor number one, written by Jason Aaron, art by Russell Dodderman and Matthew Wilson. Before we get into it, I just want to say, I really like the logo. Why hasn't somebody thought of that before? (laughs) Like it's such a stupid, simple little thing, but it it's it really sets it up to be kind of an iconic little logo. Like I, it's such a small aspect of the overall comic, and it's really it's kind of the thing that I'm most focused on at this point. Really, because I thought the it was first a... issue didn't didn't really do much for me. They they make such a huge deal out of this is the new Thor. Or, you know, she's a woman now, this not that? And she's in the last two pages. The rest of it was just more. Asgard stuff that even I don't care about at this point. I
0: sure as hell didn't. It was like I mean the the whole thing going on here with this the, the the elf dude there and I'm going like okay let's let's just get on with it and the the freaking Thor moaning like some emo kid on the moon and I can't lift this and it's like it's just really Seriously, buddy, after centuries of all the everything that's gone wrong in your life or different things and all that, you're this losing it and crying and being cradled by your mommy because you can't pick up a goddamn hammer. <laughs> so, and like a lot of this is, and, and I'm certain that they're trying to hook in new Thor readers people who aren't reading Thor right now of course it's it, it is a, a gimmick let's change Thor entirely let's make it a woman let's try to pull in fresh readers so I approve entirely sure run with it make it good like you said though hey she's not even in it until the very end and then you get nothing on it but you're reading this and it just comes off as like fairly stupid to me and it it did not make me interested in the
1: least in in what's going on. I can't blame you because here's my opinion as the Thor guy. The first 24 issues of the God of Thunder series were fantastic. I love them. Some of my favorite Thor stories ever. As far as a run, it's right up there with Simonson for me as, as a fan. The last two issues from what we've seen with God of Thunder 25 and the new Thor number one, if I wasn't invested in the character and confident in Aaron's writing ability, I would check out. Like, e- even me as the, the fanboy, I'm, I'm not impressed with what we've seen over the course of these two issues. Yeah. Well. And I, I think that's really all that needs to be said. <laughs> so like I said, we were going to have a, a short discussion this week because I know we have a lot of comics to talk about, right, Raj? I have a few. Okay. I've pruned it down, but I have a few. I didn't. <laughs> then again, I don't have a whole ton to begin with. Uh, first of all, Injustice. Uh, did you read the annual that came out first No, of all? actually I didn't. It's uh, two short stories. The first one was, it was okay. Uh, Birds of Prey, Clayface. It's actually jumping a little bit back in time before the end of uh, year two. The second one, though, was this adventure with uh, Hal and Sinestro going off world to do a mission for Superman great absolutely great i i love taylor's like we said before taylor writes a great sinestro Mm -hmm. and to the point where he's even got me confused because i don't know where sinestro stands now (laughs) so that's that's great and then uh, we also had the first issue of year three uh focusing on constantine and bringing a lot of the magical side of stuff back into injustice have you read that one no okay i 'm going to save the last page for you because you 're going to you 're going to yell at me <laughs> what the heck is going on here? What is this crap <laughs> because it 's it 's goofy beyond belief and i i 'm confident you 're going to have no idea what 's happening there uh, as far as everything else that 's going on it 's just basic it 's a it 's a building block at this point uh, there 's nothing fantastic uh, we don 't know you know how. How Constantine this Constantine is going to be, if you will, how, how much of Hellblazer is going to be in there, uh, and how it's going to tie in with the rest because it's pretty much entirely focused on Constantine. So, uh, but as as its own issue, not bad. Hmm. All right, Captain America number twenty five, which was the uh, big reveal of Falcon taking over the shield as well. That, like we said, with Thor. As tying up the previous storylines, I I was actually into it. Uh, The stuff going on with uh, Zola and his kids, uh, a lot of uh, good payoff there with the characters, Steve, uh, Sharon. Basically, this is tying up some loose ends before heading off in a new direction. And for people who are unsure about Falcon as Captain America, Steve himself kind of – the, the way he he narrates the, the first couple pages really sells you on the idea that, you know, he is worthy and this and that. Like, stuff we talked about. yeah He's a very different sort of character. He's more interested in people than the mission, if you will. And it's the thing that's going to make him unique. And then you have one of the funniest jokes of him finally walking out. And he's like, yeah, I know this isn't a surprise. You all knew this was coming. <laughs> and he's like, you all knew. And all knew is in, like, bold capital letters. <laughs> It's it's goofy, it's stupid, it's kind of like that eye wink, but I laughed. So, I, again, looking forward to seeing where they go in the future on that one. I also read the new uh, Bucky Barnes Winter Soldier comic, which is spinning out of Original Sin with him taking over Nick Fury's job. Storyline-wise, eh, not really doing much for me. I'm just not interested in the character or the setup. But the art is amazing god who did the art on this i think it was Ailescott, or was he the writer marco rudy did the art Cott was the writer art is fantastic it kind of has that uh that black widow feel uh, of this the style that was there Margaret. but different like it's not like biting off of it. it it's it's its own unique style but has a lot of the same feel as far as like the coloring and whatnot is concerned it, it's it's a really cool looking book story i i can take no, it or leave it <laughs> <laughs> uh, Guardians three thousand. I was really looking forward to this. Uh, picking up the original Guardians of the Galaxy team, new adventure, er, new adventures with them. Again, storyline wise, it's it's okay. I'm still going I'm gonna read the second issue just because I love the character so much and I want to see where Dan Abnett is going with this. Big complaint though: too much future talk. Like every sentence just has some random brand new word thrown in there. To, to drive home the point that this is a thousand years in the future and they talk differently really took me out of it. Didn't like it. But the art from uh, Gerardo Sandoval, uh, we saw him on cable and X-Force uh, about a year ago. Dude is amazing. Great, cool style. Really like his stuff.
0: See, that's one of the things that how I feel whenever I read a Thor. When it's all the thou and this and that and it's like, oh, come on. Seriously, I that just drives me batty.
1: Don't disagree. I've just gotten used to it over the Weird. years. And uh, please tell me you at least read the latest Ninja Turtles.
0: Dude, I, listen. Okay. Last, there was a reason why we were late last week. We <laughs> I, I don't have a ton that I've
1: read. Uh, the main point of this issue is Splinter and the Turtles are paying a visit to Old Hob. So Old Hob can show off his new mutant army. We get, sadly, PD the Pigeon wasn't there. Oh. Although we did, we did get a couple pages of PD at the end, so PD redeems himself, and the, the last couple pages of this issue are brilliant. Uh, I finally, Smart Slash is winning me over. He has a great interaction with the Turtles and Splinter at the beginning of the issue, and I, I was I wasn't crazy about it when it first happened, but now I'm on board the Smart Slash train. Cool. And then when Hobb shows off his new mutants. It just really shows that they're not afraid to pick any random characters from the long history of Ninja Turtles and throw them into this comic. I'm pretty sure one of the characters here was never in the comics or the TV show previously. It was just one of those like random action figures they created. (laughs) But it's out of nowhere. It's one hand you're kind of shaking your head because it's like the most 90s thing you've ever seen in your life. But on the other hand, you're confident they're going to do something cool with it because, well, that's all they've done over the last three years is do cool stuff with these characters. And uh, I'm going to hand it over to you for now. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I'm actually not going to do too many. Um, but did you read the um, Cyclops number 5 Mm-hmm. Because I, I believe um, Layman's starting it next issue, is he not?
1: Either 6 or 7, I'm not sure.
0: I thought he was starting on 6. It's possible. I, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, this is really not the best way to leave a series. Like, Rucka's done a fantastic job so far. So, like, we know he can write these well. And quite frankly, this was pretty boring, I thought. And pretty typical of what you'd expect from such a setting.
1: Yeah. So It, it was... It wasn't bad. It was just, it was okay.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't even say it was okay. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't okay. It was completely neutral for me. It was like, take it or leave it. Everything about it was completely expected right down to the little trick, quote unquote, at the end. Mm -hmm. And, And so it was, I really wasn't impressed. Would Maybe it's bad? all
1: part of the plan because at this point, I'm now ready for a layman crazy space adventure.
0: Yeah, but I mean, again, you can sure as hell go out with a bigger bang no, than I, this. I'm, I'm
1: I'm joking about yeah, that.
0: Yeah, so I wasn't all that impressed. Did you read Magneto number, I think it was number 10, mm-hmm. where he's like compartmentalizing the torture and all these memories he's having? Yes. You, oh, the, that was like a... I was a mind fuck. It was what that <laughs> like I'm reading that and I'm going, what in the hell is going on? And then as he's saying, like two at different points, like this is not what happened. I know this isn't what happened and it's just toying with his mind and whatnot. It was, it was interesting. It was different,
1: but but that doesn't mean I liked it and I don't know if I did or not. <laughs> it, there's definitely been a shift in the last couple issues now that it's tying into the whole Axis thing that's going on. Yeah. And I'm not sure if I like it because the first eight issues were phenomenal. Were amazing. And so it, I don't know. It's not to say issues nine and ten were bad. They just weren't as good.
0: And part of it is that in these he's not the badass that he's been up until this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can... All right, fine. I, Character story arcs happen, so there's going to be points where he's not quite the badass he normally is, although that's rare. In the decades we've known him, he doesn't really have pity parties all that often. And that's not to say that's what's happening here, but it's not... I don't know. It was just... It was weird at points, and it it didn't always feel genuine to the character. And I know that part of that is... The that that the, you know, Red Skull is screwing with his brain. And it's not just the torture, but I don't know. it just didn't always feel right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, lastly, and I'm, we didn't talk about this. I'm gonna little positive if we did If we did, well, I'll cut this off. <laughs> <laughs> um, f- the Flash is starting tonight. Just a change to TV. The Flash series is starting tonight, I believe.
1: Yes. The don't care. Do you watch Arrow? I watched the first couple episodes, didn't like it, and stopped. I heard ah, it gets better, but. Okay. See,
0: we watch Arrow, and it is, you you—you do get more invested. Uh, it's, it is a comic book show, and it's a comic book show that takes itself pretty seriously. It doesn't really mock itself for being a dude in green shooting arrows in the middle of the city. It takes itself seriously. But that said, it's still well enough done and the characters are still enough fun that you kind of get invested in the characters and in the story. So there've been some episodes that have been like really good. And then some that have been, eh, whatever kind of thing, but it's still been a fun show to watch. And the the next season is starting up soon. But last season we had the introduction of Barry and you saw the event that was going to be leading to him becoming the flash. So you, you knew that it was coming along. Even me who doesn't follow, you know, all the news of all the different shows coming out. It was like, oh, okay, they bring the flash in obviously. And so
1: Barry Allen doesn't just show up randomly. Yeah,
0: really. Although they have different other characters. So it's like, it's only a matter of time before Batman pops in. But anyways, the, um, the first, Episode was kind of leaked online a while back, and I procured it (laughs) (laughs) because I want to watch it. (laughs) It was there, I found it, I watched it, and it's going to be coming out again. Like I said tonight, so we watched it when a few weeks ago, and I got to say I like it even more than Arrow. Really? Yeah, I like the guy who's playing Barry Allen. He's, I mean, the only thing that he's, he's not blonde. That's the only thing that you can point at and say, you're a terrible Barry Allen. Cause you're not blonde, <laughs> which shows just how good he is. Otherwise he fits the character much better. And while the guy who plays Arrow is like, oh my God, over the top brooding kind of hunk. Um, the guy who plays Allen just kind of fits and he's more of a, a, a kind of a nerdy geek and more you, you buy the intelligence and he's, he fits the role so much better. And the supporting cast with the exception of one character is really, I I dig him. I like him. So, and then the special effects are really good. Like he's running fast. You believe it. You see it. It's it, it kind of is setting itself up to be quite a bit better than arrow. So mm. See, and, like
1: I, I've heard Arrow gets a lot better. I just haven't You, you know, have to of, invest the time too. Yeah, exactly. To, yeah. So but I mean that's that's great to hear though.
0: Yeah. And also
1: Gotham started as well. Did you watch that one? I really can't bring myself to care about that one. Yeah. Like it just it looks bad. I
0: only watched
1: the first episode.
0: We will be watching the rest of them. I have them. Um but the first episode was like, yeesh. I I don't know what the general reaction
1: has been if people are really enjoying it. General reaction amongst average folks, they love it. General reaction amongst, you know, actual critics hate it. So there's there's your there's your reaction. Yeah, I I find
0: it hard to believe why regular viewers would even be very
1: enthusiastic. Maybe enjoy it. I read an article today that was titled Gotham is the worst thing to happen to Batman since Joel Schumacher.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm not exactly going to (laughs) disagree because the kid who plays Batman, Bruce, I should say, is your typical child actor that shouldn't be acting kind of thing. And it's got no personality. I mean, Bruce is going through incredible torment in that period of his life and you don't buy it from this kid for one moment. And then the whole thing with commissioner, he's not commissioner at, the, at that point, but with uh, Jim Gordon. I'm not so sure that I like the guy they cast for the role and I'm not so sure I like how they're portraying him, hmm. not to mention the rest of the supporting cast, which is basically cliched stereotype after cliched stereotype, which, I mean, yeah, it's a lot of what makes Batman, but I don't know. It just
1: – I I really was not thrilled with it at all. See, for me, it's one of those things, and I – full disclosure, I haven't watched a minute of it, so this is all just my, my opinions of it based on why I'm not watching it because – Like, conceptually, telling the story of the Gotham Police Department and, you know, the corruption in the city and, you know, the crime bosses and all that, that could be interesting. But on the other hand, there's a story we've seen a thousand times before just with different characters. So I feel that, you know, to try and make it unique and try to make it that Gotham series, they're reaching too far and trying to bring too much Batman stuff into a story that... Doesn't have Batman, you know Oswald Cobblepot, Edward Nigma, and
0: oh my god, you know, the and, villains! And
1: like, oh, and just <laughs> just conceptually looking at it from the trailers and the commercials doesn't interest me at all.
0: The villains are like they're setting up who's going to be the Riddler and the Penguin, and it is they. May if, the, if this was done in 3D, they would be holding <laughs> frying pans in their hands and whacking you over the head with them to say, check it out. This is going to be the Penguin, which the actor who plays the Penguin is terrible in this role. And then the Riddler, well, they don't even acknowledge. It's just he keeps trying to tell them riddles. And, how, and it's like, well, you stop it with all those riddles and give me the information. It's like, really? Come on and then again with 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 Gordon like there's a scene with him and and then I'm not even spoiler whatever he, there's a scene with him and Bruce so he's told Bruce typical cliché bullshit he told Bruce i'm going to find the killer you have my word now he's never met Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne is nobody here. Okay, he's the kid of rich people. That's it. I mean, Gordon didn't even recognize Martha and and what's his face when they were dead, okay? So, this is nothing. It's just a promise to a kid. Well, they find somebody turns out that dude was framed and so they didn't really catch the right one. So he goes to tell Bruce, "Listen, the guy that we caught not the real one." But I promised you that I would catch a real one, but we have to keep this a secret because if we don't, then the corruption will win. Yada, yada, yada. Meanwhile, he's given this kid that he's met once and told him he would find his parents, his shield. If saying effectively, it's up to you to decide if I get to continue being a cop or not. But if you tell me, yes, here, keep doing your job, then you have to keep quiet about this so that the corruption doesn't, you know, tear down our plan. This fucking this kid, he's given his shield, his life's work, <laughs> everything that means anything to him. Here's my shield, buddy. And I know that they meant it in such a way that you should be hearing a freaking Michael Bay score in the background that it's such a momentous scene. And oh, my God, he gave him his shield and Bruce hands it back. And you're like, give me a fucking break. Seriously? Like, I almost clocked out at that point and said, well, OK, I'm done. Let's go back. I'll watch Flash again before <laughs> I watch the next episode of this. That's how bad it was. So, yeah, that's Gotham. And,
1: and let's not forget there's a Constantine series starting up soon as well. Yeah. Which, again, a lot of people are really excited for based on a trailer. I look at it and I go, that's not my John Constantine. <sighs> it's it's more in line with DC's modern interpretation of the character, which is perfectly fine. I realize it's it's a taste thing, but it's not... I don't care.
0: Don't even but, get me started on Selena Kyle.
1: <laughs> but it's funny you, you segued into TV because after you were done, I was going to come back around and ask you if you've watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. this season.
0: Yeah, actually, we
1: have. And we talked about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We did a whole yeah. episode of it on our Popcorn Ronin podcast and said that the first season was iffy, had some ups and downs, but really improved towards the end. And we were hoping they could build upon that. And based on the first two episodes of the second season, Show's been pretty darn good so far.
0: Dude, what they've done with uh oh, what's his name? The scientist dude
1: who's Fitz. Fitz. Oh, oh my, my god. god.
0: The stuff that they're doing with him is fantastic. It's like, here is character growth in a you know, few steps back kind of way. But holy crap, when they did that reveal in the first episode, i maybe I was just invested and sucked in like I tend to do. I did not know. I did not see this coming. I'd,
1: I, it took the breath away. Oh yeah, they I was think. watching that,
0: going no.
1: I, I was watching
0: with my wife, and it was like, holy crap! It's like sons of bitches. That was fantastic. So yeah, like I, I was kind of on the fence with the the mercs that they brought in, but again, he keeps explaining that they don't have enough boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. They need more, whether they can trust them or not, whatever. So it's adding that element of can you really trust your team that we had in the first season only because of Hydra. Now it's because we're hiring goddamn mercs for hire. So um, so that's – that's a little interesting, though not spectacular, but a little interesting. Mm. The stuff that they're doing – I'm so terrible with names. The stuff they're doing with um, – what's his face super portray them? Um, yeah. Oh, see, you can't
1: remember either. I feel Idaho? bad. Idaho? No, it's not Idaho, but something like that. Uh, something with an eye.
0: What's his name? Anyways, um, I'm hoping it doesn't get overused. This idea of I just want to redeem myself in your eyes kind of thing and only wants to talk to sky that was a little
1: oh you mean war war yeah that's yeah you meant the, the the other guy the Irish guy no no no
0: so yeah that that was kind of like yeah I kind of hope they don't overuse that because it'll be stupid, especially if they do the whole thing where eventually they let him out and then he screws them over yet again so if it's that kind of cliched stupidity I won't be quite as much into it but a little bit here and
1: there. All right. The the thing I'm really enjoying is that it now feels like this series is a fully functioning part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Of you know having Glenn Talbot there as you know, they're actually bringing comic characters into the show instead of just kind of winging it. You know Glenn Talbot as the 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 military chasing after them. Solid, great mustache, <laughs> and then the stuff they did with Creel as the Absorbing Man. Yeah. That was great, great interpretation of that character. Yeah. So I, I, I'm actually really looking forward to the rest of season two right now.
0: It was funny because after we watched uh, – was it the first one or the second? one? I can't remember. But there was a scene where Mae was just kicking ass. And I <laughs> told the wife <laughs> – That
1: could be any episode. <laughs> yeah. I told the wife,
0: I said, there was – not that long ago, uh, the woman who plays her had – tweeted a picture of her and her stunt double saying that she just worked out with her stunt double for five hours to prep for the different scenes in the shows. And I was going like, Holy Christ, that's dedication. But it shows when you see her in the scenes, you believe that it's this woman just kicking ass and taking names.
1: Listen, I, I'm making an effort to try and get into better shape. I'm be, maybe working out for five hours a week. Do you really
0: want to have that discussion with me right now? So,
1: five hours in one shot is a foreign concept. To me. She might as well be from another planet. All right, moving on then to our new releases for this week. Marvel is bringing us Amazing Spider-Man number seven. I think that's uh, him teaming up with Miss Marvel, which I really, really love that character. Uh, We have Avengers number 36. Uh Okay. (laughs) Axis kicks off this week, issue number one. We have Captain Marvel number eight, Nightcrawler number seven, Rocket Raccoon number four, and X-Force number 10.
0: Oh, that's the other one I
1: was going to talk about. The last X-Force. Maybe next week. Next week. DC brings us Batgirl number 35 uh, starting an interesting new direction for that comic as well as Batman number 35 uh, Batman Eternal 27 Earth 2 number 27 we also have Earth 2 World's End number one which kicks off a third weekly series that DC is running right now please please stop (laughs) it might be good but it's a lot coming out at once we also have Superman Wonder Woman number 12 image we have birthright number one looks pretty interesting manhattan projects number 24 sex criminals number eight and witches number one a new series from scott snyder really interested in that one dark horse we have alien versus predator fire and stone number one from idw we're finally getting ragnarok number two and from valiant we have the death-defying dr mirage number two really love that title And that's gonna wrap us up here for Comic Book Informer. As always, you can find us at comicbookinformer.com or on Twitter at CB Informer. So until next week, thanks for listening.
0: I was gonna say you should promo the popcorn Ronin, but I can't remember what we talked Oh, the wind rises. <laughs> Didn't you just listen to that episode yesterday? <laughs> I just had to edit it for Christ's I know. Think you understand how much these meds screw with your brain,
1: okay? I, I, I'm starting to develop a certain oh, understanding, let's put it that God. way. Yeah,
0: I used to be smarter, okay? <laughs> and it wasn't that long ago either. <laughs>